It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. What up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome back to Money for Lunch. We're going to just get started here with the quote of the day. The quote of the day was sent to us by John F. John F. from Cincinnati, Ohio. Thank you, John. And uh, John, we'll be sending you some uh, some swag. Thank you. So uh, if you'd like to get some free swag, uh, then send in your quote of the day. Uh, and if we read it here on the show, if we use it, then you get some swag. It's that simple. All right. We should be about more than just selling chicken. We should be a part of our customers' lives in the communities which we serve. And that quote, it comes from S. Truett Cathy, the founder and CEO, or the late founder and CEO of Chick-fil-A. We should be more, we should be more, let's try that again. We should be about more than just selling chicken. We should be a part of our customers' lives and the communities in which we serve. And I think they try to do, uh, they do a pretty good job about that. Um, all right, let's get the party started. My guest today is Chad Sanderson. Chad uh, Sanderson, who has been leading sales and marketing teams to success for over 20 years through his proven predictable value selling framework. Chad, who has been named a top five emerging training leader, has worked in sales, built teams, and achieved targets both within organization and as a consultant. Chad Sanderson, welcome to Money for Lunch. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you very much for having me on the show. You bet, man. Uh, glad to hear. Glad to have you here. And, you know, selling is one of those things that a lot of us, when I say us, I'm talking about entrepreneurs. Uh, have a love-hate relationship with, it is <laughs> the only reason to be in business is to sell your product. I mean, that, that really is. But, you know, I, I, and I'm sure that you, as a sales trainer, have heard this more times than I have, but I've come, I've come across so many entrepreneurs, small business owners, doctors, lawyers, you name it, who uh, who who will tell you, well, I don't really want to sell. I hate selling, and you know, blah, blah, blah. Dude, then get out of business or you will be out of business, right? Because selling is what business is about in some variation of that. Without a doubt. I mean, if you think about it, every, the reality is everybody's in sales, right? Every, if you have yes. a significant other or you've ever, ever had a significant other, you're in sales. If you've yes. ever uh, sold a condo or sold a house, you've staged it, you've listened to the realtor, you're in sales. If you've ever sold a used car, you're in sales, right? Everybody has this um, this perception that sales is a dirty word, and it really isn't. It is about finding a win-win situation between two people. In a B2B environment or even B2C, it's all about making sure you're providing something that's going to solve a problem that the other individual is currently focused on. And if we can do that, then we have the ability to have – uh, a productive conversation, one that doesn't feel as, you know, some of the some of the key words you'll hear, you know, schmaltzy or it feels slimy or, you know, the sales game is not is not all that. It's just about finding problems that you can help solve and connecting the way you can solve them to another individual's vision. Yes, 
Absolutely. You know what? And, and not very often, but occasionally, I would come across some, what's the word I'm looking for? Some highly sophisticated consultants, if you will, advisors, uh, salespeople who will look at a project and say, you know what, Bert, my service or my product is not going to be a good fit for you. It's not going to be the best fit. And, and they, you know, and they'll tell you why. And, and when somebody puts my needs before their own needs or before their company's needs, man, I remember that person. I look for ways to reward that level of integrity. And there just isn't enough of that out there. Well, it builds, I mean, it builds trust, right? It builds yes. trust. People buy from people that they trust. It'll move them away from problems and towards solutions. Well, the fact of the matter is if somebody's focused on problems, you can't help solve. If you have the integrity and the honesty to say, hey, I understand where you're at, and I understand what you're trying to do, and I, I don't have a solution for you right now, that builds a level of trust and reliability that goes beyond that initial interaction you're having right now. It forms a memory, right? It, it engenders respect. And you end up then having a much longer-term type of relationship that is built on integrity and trust that allows you to then reconnect when there is some way you can help them with problems that they're facing. A lot of people out there today, it's just about a lot of sales reps will just be like, oh, hey, I've got this cool box and you need it. Well, no, 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 yeah. I know you're not focused on this problem, but, hey, no, you really need this. No, I don't. That's not what I woke up this morning <laughs> thinking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, I think that, unfortunately, that's just the old school of, of, of sales training that we've had for years, right? It, it's just this, you know, you show up at somebody's door or office and you do this song and dance, and then at the end of the song and dance, you're going to say something like, hey, so, you know, do you want the blue one or the red one? You want me to deliver it today or is tomorrow better? You want to pay with check or a MasterCard? You know, it's just like, uh, you know, you never, you know, and, and that was the old way of just kind of throwing up information on, on clients, right? And then, you know, anyway, so luckily I think things are changing still slowly but surely getting there. Uh, one of the things I do want to ask you about, is you have this thing called 10 insights in 10 seconds to drive your revenue. Talk about this. What is this? Yeah, so it was a it was a LinkedIn post that I put up, oh, I can't remember when, sometime this year. It's I can't believe it's already July. Um, and it was really just based off of when you when we do our podcast, when we talk to individuals, we're looking for trends, right? Things that, that align that make us all believe uh, there may be something there. And so we needed something that was consumable, that was quick. Everybody's pressed for time. Everybody's time poor these days. And so we wanted to just put together some of the top, you know, tr top things that we were hearing from, uh, from our customers, from our, um, you know, from our user base, listener base, things like that. And it's, there are no surprises there, right? There's really no surprises. If you look at that post, if I remember correctly, uh, I think the first one's, you know, authenticity is no longer optional, right? And right. if you think about, if you think about what it means, authenticity has turned into one of those buzzwords, right? So now I grew up, so I'll disclaimer for your audience. I grew up on the East Coast, so I'm a little bit harsher than <clears throat> maybe some of your other guests. And so authenticity to me was always a little touchy-feely. 
It was like, what, what does that exactly mean? It just basically means that the person across from you doesn't believe the person that you're putting in front of them is actually you. And so you've already, if they're starting to think that, they're, they're already at a point where you're not going to be able to, to gain cred, uh, credibility and trust. Right, and so what we've seen as as millennials have become more prevalent in the buying process, there's no, you know, their, their BS meters are a lot better developed in some cases, right? Because they're exposed to all of this media, all of this input on a daily basis. They can sometimes rather effectively uncover if somebody's being real or not, and that sounds so odd to me. It sounded odd to me, but I grew up pre-internet <laughs> so so it was always you were just who you were um but today when we live in this culture where people paint these digital pictures of these lives that are flawless which is so far from reality it's not even funny um authenticity kind of breaks through all of that and then there's the realization and that's that you know what my type of approach to your problems or me as an individual may not be a fit for what you want or your organization and that's okay Let's just figure that out now before we get further down into, you know, the relationship and we end up getting into a place where we can't get the type of results that we want, right? And so, I mean, there's another one in there about, you know, curiosity, right? We, we, these are quotes that we've taken from um, our podcast, and, and I, if I'm remembering correctly, the curiosity one was from John Kondo, who's the CEO of Ops Panda. Um, curiosity is key today, right? Change is the new norm, so if everything's changing all the time, you have to have a voracious appetite for curiosity uh, to, to learn new things, to be willing to reflect on yourself and keep yourself in a constant state of evolution. So when we put this together, when we put, put this post together, it was really just 10 things that we had heard from our guests that had also been echoed in, in our work that, that we had seen with clients. Uh, that was just a great reminder piece for a lot, of, a lot of people that were following, that were trying to kind of cut through the noise and understand what is real versus what's just another, you know, <laughs> salesman on the corner telling me they've got a better mousetrap. You know, how do we get back to basics and get back to a foundation uh, where this really is about the relationship and about people? Yeah, you know, and something that you mentioned, uh, you know, about the millennials, that one of their ways of looking and or establishing or finding authenticity is they're really big on reviews. Uh, you know, from at least for me, my generation, I'm 50 plus years old, 55 plus years old. Uh, <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't necessarily look at reviews and I'm not necessarily drawn to social media as a way of gathering social proof or whatever. Uh, you know, if I like you and, you know, you, you, you seem to be right and, you know, as long as I don't get any weird vibes, I'm going to probably buy your service or your product. But like right. I have, I have twin girls at home and I'll hear them going through a buying decision and they're going, Hey, check out these reviews versus these reviews. And, and that's kind of their thing. They're really big on reviews. And again, not so much on social media, but they really they really try to find somebody that has a history of 
service of success. Absolutely. I mean, think think about it. I mean, we we all used to do this. We just we just are we've expanded the the network where we get that information, right? Back back when I was growing up, I'm I'm in the same ballpark that you're at. When I was growing up, it was you always asked your friends or your neighbors or your family, right? Yeah. People that was right there in your community. Well, now the community has expanded, and so I have this ability to read what someone else may write. Now, the interesting thing about reviews. Um, I don't know if I, I can't remember if he's been on your show or not. There's a gentleman named Todd Capone who wrote a book called The Transparency Sale. He used to work at a company called Pure Reviews, which really focused on that review component. And the research that they did found that products and or services that have a less than five-star rating, so closer to 4.2 to, say, 4.6, actually sell better than those that have a five-star review or, you know, a five out of five or a top-level review because anybody who's seeing five out of five, most people know, you know what, that means there was never an irritated customer, which <laughs> that's just right. not reality. <laughs> so so what you see is that these people, as they're reading these reviews, because they don't have that personal connection, they're actually using the other data elements to kind of bring back to reality or filter what they're reading to see if they can make it make sense to themselves. So they're trying to connect with this. And the more people that are willing to, you know, put the review out there and take their time and be honest um, and claim it, right? I, I always have a problem with anonymous reviews. I think, in, I think anonymity is, well, that's a soapbox for another time. If you're going to say something, <laughs> stand, up and say, stand up and say you said it, right? Like don't, right. don't be writing crap out there and then be afraid to say, oh, well, I, that's how I said it. I'm sorry if sometimes that makes you – you know, whoever you are commenting on stuff makes you look like an idiot, but sometimes people are idiots, so just own it. Right. Um, well, and, 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 and they're well, in their views. Let me, let me add, I want to add something to that. Uh, I want to add something to that is the FTC has now cracked down on these anonymous reviews, right? And so, uh, you know, if you start using a bunch of anonymous reviews, they're, gonna, they're going to uh, – it could cause some issues. Uh, they're even looking at all reviews, right? But anonymous reviews a big red flag. If you have if you have reviews, the FTC may knock at your door and say, okay, you know, you said that Jobs John Smith said this about you. Where's let me see, let me see the review. Let me see the information from John Smith because you know the 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 reference or the yeah the reference is that we all know that. Reviews can be created, right? I mean, you know, out of thin air, we can get great reviews. So anyway, I just wanted to add that in there. So didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh yeah, well, and you have. I mean, there are companies, not not none that I'm aware of in the states, but there are companies out there. And Amazon dealt with this, right? Amazon dealt with with massive amounts of fake reviews driving up ratings. On, um, on on more generic or it's not you know let's I'm trying to think of an example let's say I was I was gonna uh, buy Duracell batteries based on the reviews well there's this other company that has a slightly higher review sure looks like Duracell and me as a consumer I just look at the r- r- ratings and reviews real quick it kind of looks like a Duracell and I buy Amazon had massive problems with knockoff products that were crowdsourcing their reviews, quote unquote, paying for them to have somebody go in and create these fake reviews. And it caused a massive problem for them for several months. I'm not hundred percent sure how they ended up addressing it, but I remember seeing it all over the headlines. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's interesting, again, the, this whole, you know, authenticity thing that, it, you know, the, the reality, Chad, is that it shouldn't be the thing that it's become, right? It should be like the, what do you call it, the SOP, the standing, the standard operating procedure for all of us, right? Absolutely. It, it's just, uh, you know, it's just so funny that, that it's not. You know, you mentioned trust, and ultimately, whether it's a date or a sale, it's all about trust. You're not going to go out on a date with somebody you don't trust. You're not going to buy a product from somebody you don't trust. And it's, it's, it's that simple. That's ultimately what we're all selling. You want a job? The person that is interviewing has to trust you that you're going to do a good job for them, right? Um, and so it's all about trust. Um, I want to talk about I want to talk about this real quick. Um, you talk a lot about the importance of establishing credibility and how to do it. Let's talk about credibility because I I'm a big believer in credibility. Give us some of your tips or ideas on how to go about establishing it. Yeah, and it's you know again it's not um, it's not rocket science, right? A lot of this stuff. Uh, is things that people will go, oh, well, that seems like common sense. Well, that's great, but a lot of people don't apply, <laughs> apply common sense. So if right. you think about it, um, you know, just think about any – don't take it out of a sales. If the word sales bothers you or if marketing bothers you, whatever, just think about a human interaction. And, and think about if you're – I don't know, if you're at a barbecue in the summer and you run into some people you've never met before. And what do you do? The, the first thing that happens is you start to ask them some questions. Right, you want to hear about them. Well, now, and and that's great. The, the easiest way to turn them off is to just instantly start talking about you. Right? Everybody wants to talk about themselves. Very few want to listen to other people. So show a genuine sense of curiosity. Now, in the business world, there's so much data out there. If you get somebody who's going to give you 15 minutes for a first call, 45 minutes for a second call, whatever it is, you better be able to show them you know them. Show them you did your homework. Right? And this doesn't require like a long 20 minute uh, rambling of all the research I did, everything I found on your website, what I heard from analyst reviews or anything like that. It becomes the opportunity to carefully craft an introduction. You know, Hey, my name's Chad Sanderson. I've been working in sales and marketing optimization for 10 years. I had the opportunity before this meeting to do some research and found out you guys are focused on a 10% increase uh, in top line revenue by by adding new products, mergers and acquisitions, as well as expanding into new verticals uh, in the next six months. I have some opportunities and ways I think we may be able to help. But before we begin, I'd like to understand more about your perspective on your targets. That's it. I did the research. I showed you I did it. I've established that I, I've been in this market before. I've told you that. And I showed you that I did some very specific homework to you and or your entity. And then I have very intelligent, well-crafted questions. A lot of people just wing it, and and the minute you do that, people can tell you they don't feel important. They don't feel like um, that they matter, and that's really one of our driving things as human beings in general is the true sense of connection, and that comes not only in our personal lives, but you also want that with the people that you're doing business with because at the end of the day, it's those relationships that are going to propel you to success and give you the opportunities or identify new opportunities where you can go even further than you thought possible. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I love the idea of doing research because you're right. You know, when, when I asked you that question, I thought of credibility in a completely different way. Uh, you know, again, you could write a book 
that might establish credibility, but what you did doing that research, allowing the prospect to know you've done that research is so much more powerful because they, that, that establishes, wow, this guy is serious. He's different from all the other people who've called me today because he knows a little bit about my company. That's a fantastic, fantastic strategy. Well, and it allows you to get away from – because people, you know, if you make a cold call or you send them an email and it's all about you, 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 I mean, it's the easiest thing in the world to just shut it down. I, I'm, there's no reason – if somebody calls me and they're talking about something I haven't thought of or don't care about or it has absolutely nothing to do with me, then I am I'm 100 times more likely to hang up the phone. But if you call me and if that first couple of sentences or in your email, your first couple of sentences show you know – you have some semblance, you've done some homework, you have some semblance of understanding of what it is I'm trying to accomplish in my business or personally, which is not hard to uncover today because you can, you can look us all up on all of these social platforms. If you make it about me rather than you, but you show me you've applied some intellect and insight into understanding what I do, you're going to get my attention a lot more than if you just come run up and say, hey, check out this cool widget I got. Don't you think you want one? Well, no, I don't. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, three tips for meaningful and purpose, purposeful, purposeful sales conversations. This is, again, an area where I think a lot of people drop the ball. Talk about a pur- purposeful conversation. Yeah. So think about it. Um, the easiest analogy to make is um, – Everybody, most people today fly or have flown. They've been on a plane. And you've got pilots that have been flying planes for 20, 30, 40 years, right? But every time that pilot gets on that plane, they do the exact same thing. They go through a checklist. doesn't matter how many times they've fired up the plane before. doesn't matter how many miles they've logged. Every time they sit down, they go through a checklist. What we have a tendency to see in business today is people have a tendency to wing it. And they think because they've done it before – they're going to be able to repeat it without any problem time and time again. However, that doesn't take into account the reality of the world we live in. Maybe one day you wake up and you've got a headache. You got to, maybe you suffer from migraines. Maybe uh, the night before something happened in your local softball league that's really got you wrapped around the axle. Uh, you know, hopefully forbid maybe something happened that was, you know, really truly impacted your family, right? And so now instantly we go into a day where we're not at our best. We're distracted. We are not focused on being present 100%, purposeful in our engagements, and focused on the other individual's perspective. We're in the back of our minds trying to deal with what life has thrown us. I myself have suffered this time and time again, especially the hardest one for me was when my dog died. But um, what we want to do is we want to have a tool. We need, we need something. We need our checklist for a conversation and an interaction. This is part of what, when we work with clients, we help install inside of organizations because it drives not only sales alignment, but internal alignment, marketing content, all based on how am I, not what am I supposed to do, but how do I consistently bring focus and purpose in a simple easy to access manner that doesn't require a lot of overhead or, or sheets of paper that nobody's going to fill out. How do I keep myself on track for being the best version of my professional self, regardless of what else is going on, regardless of how many times I've done it in the past. 
It requires some focus. It requires a, a, a mindset, a tool set that's, that's relatively simple, that, that can be a little bit challenging to master because it requires you to focus. But if you do that, that comes through. It comes through in your sentence structure. It comes through in your word choice. It comes through in the questions that you ask and the true curiosity um, that you're expressing to another individual to understand their perspective. And we want to do that. We want to act purposely to get us to a goal, to get us to a goal that we have. So we need to know where we're going to go before we engage in the conversation rather than just kind of fly by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know what? And, and I love that because maybe your purposeful, purposeful, golly, my lips are wearing out. <laughs> English, by the way, is my second language. Uh, but, you know, maybe your conversation, maybe all you want to do is establish rapport and, 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 and and it doesn't have to be a, anything more than uh, trying to establish rapport and trying to maybe find some some things that uh, you know that uh, your prospect likes to do, uh, some recreational activities. It doesn't always have to be about trying to get an appointment or close a deal. Uh, maybe in some cases it's about seeing if this person even qualifies. So I like this idea of, of you know having some some stuff written down that you can work at, that you can get better at, that you kind of have an idea of why you're asking these questions or why you're sitting there in front of this person, or maybe you're at a cocktail party or a networking meeting, or as you say, you're flying next to them on a plane. You know, absolutely. It's, I love that idea. It's a great strategy. Um, we're out of time, but if somebody wanted to reach out to you, Chad, what is the best website for people to reach out at chat? Um, I would uh, LinkedIn connect with me on LinkedIn. It's going to be the easiest way to get to me directly. The company I work for is value selling associates, so it's just valueselling.com. You can find me there, but the, the one-to-one it's easier to come in through LinkedIn. And also, I mean, I'll just, I'll put it out there. Give me a call. My phone number is 303-834-5932. I still pick it up. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, we will put your LinkedIn link here in the show notes. Uh, and if somebody wants to uh, reach out to Chad and give him a call or you can hit him up on LinkedIn, Chad, thank you so much for stopping by. It's been a blast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you again very much for the time. You bet. Good stuff there. Again, great value bombs. I mean, there is at least, what, two or three awesome, awesome, powerful strategies that you can put into your business today. I mean, you know, I love the whole thing of having a purposeful, purposeful, man, that's, I don't know why that's so hard for me, sales conversation, right? I'll, I'll change it to meaningful, you know, sales conversation, right? Uh, I love that idea. Uh, the strategy for establishing credibility, again, very powerful. Anyway, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put the stuff in the show notes, contact Chad if you have more questions that he can help you out with. As always, my friends, let's share this episode with everyone we know. Let's help as many people as we can to increase their sales, to have a more profitable, meaningful, entrepreneurial experience. As always, my friends, thank you so much for stopping by. And remember, you 
were created to see. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com. <laughs>